everyone, and welcome back to the High Sensitivity Gaming Podcast, where it feels good to be back, doesn't it? <laughs> yeah, I would say so. Took a little time off. It's always needed, though. Yeah, a week off, and it looks like there was plenty of news to talk about, which means at least it'll be one of those episodes where, you know, we're not just trying to fill time. <laughs> Correct. But in case you didn't forget, in this podcast, or in case you did forget, I should say, in this podcast, we talk about games, movies, and TV shows that we watched or played over the past week or two weeks, if you skip a week, if you're mm-hmm. us. Yep. But I know you guys didn't forget our names, but I'm going to repeat them anyway. My name is Barry. My name is Craig. And we're going to get right into the news, uh, which I guess I'll start off with the bigger part of it mm-hmm. is Apple removes Fortnite from the store <laughs> and it makes things very interesting from here on out. If you didn't know uh, the the drama behind it, Apple does not like when you go and you buy currency for their game, Fortnite, on Fortnite's direct store. They want you to have to go through Apple. And if you do it through Apple, Apple's going to take a pay cut of it, which Epic was not having. <laughs> they were not. <laughs> so... Uh, f- when they refused to do it, Apple went ahead and took Fortnite down and then app and it's like Epic Games knew it because within like a day they had a trailer with a guy with a mean Apple head yep. and fighting, you know, fighting against the Apple here. So it's <laughs> it's kind of fun how Epic Games is kind of it's a very serious thing that they're trying to tackle, but they're trying to make it fun into a big publicity stunt at this point. Right. I don't I don't know how I feel about this story because I can see like I see Epic's point of view where like they want 100% of the profits. They feel like Apple shouldn't get some of it. But also Apple saying, you know, you're on our platform, so we should get a portion of it. At the end of the day, they both make a bazillion dollars, both companies. So I don't feel bad for either one. Just the whole thing is funny to me. And like, it's also interested to see, because I'm not sure, like how many people actually play Fortnite on iPads and phones? Because you would think most of them are on console, but... There has to be, I guess, a decent portion still playing on tablets and phones. Yeah, and I guess if anything, if there's any device that you can play Fortnite on and it's the easiest to buy currency on, mm-hmm. it would be on someone's phone or iPad. Right. Because a lot of these kids who are playing, you know, parents will load their cards up and, you know, have face ID for whenever they're going to buy stuff. If the kid just shoves the phone in their mo- mo- mom or dad's <laughs> face, it's going to approve the purchase and bam, it's already done. Right. Yeah. I I don't know. Like the whole thing is crazy the way it's unfolding, but I, it's hard for me to actually care because it's two gigantic companies fighting over making more money. <laughs> so, yeah, I mean, but the trailer they made was pretty funny. I did enjoy it. Yeah. And, you know, I, I'm I'm the same way you are. I don't feel bad for either of these guys. Right. right. I guess if I guess if there's anything, um, you know, I see both sides of it. Uh, epic games they're already making a gajillions of dollars which i guess they just want to keep continuing to make the profits that they're continuing to make on the game Mm -hmm. and for apple it's just a matter of oh everything you know apple is very curated and very tight on their app store everything goes through a review process our podcast went through a review progress before it got on there right so it, it's a matter of, I think Apple's just like, okay, you know, they're playing a game via our devices. We should get a cut of the profit when it comes to them buying the currency, which I, I, I don't know. If Apple were to offer some sort of deal, I'd see where that makes sense. But 
right for for me you know for for gamers for anybody who just wants to play Fortnite on the go it it kind of sucks for them they're the ones that are hurting the most from this yeah that's true so i guess we wait and see i don't think it's resolved yet is it i no, know that not the... i know the judge said that something about they couldn't use their engine right like they had rights to their engine or something but i don't exactly. think i don't think anything was decided yet as far as the how they should get all the portion of the money or apple should so it's still ongoing yeah, and I do know recently Microsoft uh, like came out and publicly supported of Epic Games, which makes mm-hmm. sense because Xbox is having issues with getting their streaming cloud service on Apple as well. Right. So it, it only makes sense for Xbox to be kind of in the corner of Epic Games here, two gigantic game and conglomerates fighting against, you know, Apple. Right. Yeah. So um so we can do i have like the big big one for me would be the dc fandom event which is yeah, stuff under that um, yeah we can talk about that yeah um so I, we I, we don't normally talk about like movie news but i did want to bring up like the movie stuff that was mentioned because there were some cool things in there there was the to get the trailer for the snyder cut of justice league which looks pretty cool yeah um but for me i think the big one uh, well, two big ones, but one was the Suicide Squad movie and how many people are actually in that movie. Yeah, it's, it's ridiculous. Um, I, I wanted to pull it up so I could go down. Like, I saw Margot Robbie as Harley Quinn, um, Joel Kinnaman, Idris Elba, Pete Davidson, Jai Courtney, Nathan Fillion, Viola Davis is back, Michael Rooker, John Cena. Uh, there's more, but like, it's just crazy. I had no idea the amount of people that were in this. And obviously, the trailer didn't show any of the movie or anything like that, but like, I'm really excited for this one. Yeah. The, um, the suicide squad movie kind of has the most to prove after the, after kind of the box office failure that was the first one. So it's going to be interesting. We know James Gunn, he did a great job with the guardians of the galaxy series. Mm -hmm. It just feels like he's playing with a lot of firepower right now. And just because there's really good actors and a lot of these actors are very good. um, Hopefully the script stands to stands on its own as well. Yeah. Like I have a lot of faith in him as a director and, you know, I think this is going to be a very good movie and DC is definitely on the up now after uh, Joker um so i think this i don't see this doing poorly i think it's going to be well done and then we also had the trailer for uh the batman which i was on record saying that i was totally against robert pattinson being batman um but after seeing the trailer i'm real real excited for this too it just looks very dark um you know you have the riddler as the villain which is cool but he's more of like a serial killer vibe i'm super excited for this one yeah, uh, I just actually recently watched that trailer and mm-hmm. the Nirvana uh, song that comes on right in the beginning. It's like, oh, this is <laughs> it's it's setting a tone is what it's doing. Right. And I did like it at the end where uh, it's kind of like question mark, you know, for the release year <laughs> that it's going. Right. You know, where they put the question mark, you know, anybody could say that this movie's coming out like 3031 right. or something like that. It's. But pretty much the movie is confirmed for at least 2021 unless, you know, COVID decides to have its fourth or fifth wave by that point. Right. I don't I don't think at this point any of these movies have to worry about getting pushed. I mean, even in our area, like the movie theaters open again. Yeah. Um, I don't know for how long, but at least it's open and there are some there's like a Russell Crowe movie that's out right now. So at least it's somewhat back to normal ish. 
I mean, I'm not still not super comfortable about going to a movie theater right now, but I'm glad that they're open again. Yeah. Um, do you want to talk about the games? <laughs> yeah, the games. Uh, we saw that Suicide Squad Kill the Justice League was announced. Mm-hmm. And the, the, the game's looking really good. I did like the trailer that they showed off for it. Yeah. Uh, it's it's just going to be a matter of, you know, it's it's another superhero game, which now we're about to get the Avengers that are coming out later this next week or mm-hmm. yeah, next week. That's next coming Friday. Out. Yep. Yeah. So it's I, I'm interested to see if we're eventually going to get oversaturated with the with, uh, yeah. superhero games all of a sudden because we have that. And now we also have the Gotham Knights yeah. uh, game announced where you're, it's it's definitely not Arkham Asylum. Uh, <laughs> yeah from the trailer because you're going to be playing as other characters as well with robin and batgirl mm-hmm. so um you know i really liked the arkham series early on i actually never played arkham knight even though i, I know i should have mm-hmm. uh, but uh, i just want the i just want these games to be good and i would like dc to um really start putting their you know money behind games and good movies because with Avengers Endgame happening, you know, it's really hard for Marvel to keep this momentum going ever since that. So if, if DC can pick up some of the slack, I think it'd be just good for superhero uh, films in general. Right. Yeah, the Gotham Knights one for me was pretty cool. The saying that you're not actually playing as Batman at all. So you're playing as, I think it was Batgirl, Robin, and Red Hood, I think, and Nightwing, yeah. maybe. Um that's pretty cool. Like I like that idea to kind of switch it up. I think the biggest surprise for me though, was that Gotham Knights is supposed to come out next year. And the suicide squad game isn't until 2022. I thought it would have been switched, but um, cause I know they Rocksteady's been working on stuff for a while now, but uh, you know, that's good. If it's spaced out, we get the Gotham Knights next year and, and then uh, the year after we get another one. So hopefully that won't, we won't get that burnout then. So we can just play Avengers then go to Gotham Knights, then go to Suicide Squad. So. Yeah, and just hopefully these games take advantage of whatever these next-generation consoles uh, are going to right. be putting up. Yep. Uh, they also put out the trailer for uh, Wonder Woman 84, mm-hmm. like, which, yeah, I think that's it. Yep. Uh, this movie kind of has the most hype behind it, being is one of the more recent critically acclaimed DC movies. Aquaman I really liked, but I know... There are a lot of critics who just said it was meh. So, <laughs> you know, Wonder Woman has a lot to bear on her shoulders here. And the tr- the trailer looks good. And the uh, the ending sequence with uh, whatever. I, and I'm not Cheetah. that into comics. Yeah, with Cheetah. Yep. And the uh, the armor she's wearing, that gold set piece armor is yeah. it, it all looks it all looks really good. Yeah. Every time I see a new trailer for Wonder Woman, I just immediately think like this movie should already be out. Like we should have yeah. already seen this in theaters, but I don't even know when they're thinking for a release date on this. Did they say? I, I didn't. I did not see it in the trailer. I think it did say like 2020. Okay. But I also know that you know a lot of these a lot of these movies don't want to come out until movie theaters are back in the rhythm of things right. in order to get that ticket money and the release money and everything like that. So, yes, it looks like we'll it's saying see. it's saying October 2nd of this year right now. So it's okay. pretty soon. So we'll see how that goes. There was like the little quick Black Adam thing with the rock. 
Um, I did see that, yeah. Which, I mean, that they haven't even started filming that, that yet, so it's just kind of like a proof of concept video, but that could be cool, too. Um, the Rock is like a villain is an interesting take. So DC's really, I mean, I was really impressed with their whole DC event that they did. They showed a lot of cool stuff and got me excited, almost like you get excited for when Marvel announces all their movies and stuff they're working on. It kind of had the same feel to it for me. Okay. I mean, and maybe that's just because Marvel's kind of silent right now, but yeah, I just think that DC's in this certain predicament where Marvel is owned by Disney for the most part. Mm -hmm. And Marvel has the, the backing of Disney where DC doesn't really have that. Mm-hmm. So these movies, I'm pretty sure if for whatever reason they decide to release uh, like Black Widow on Disney Plus only mm-hmm. of like Marvel would still do fine. Right. But DC really doesn't have a streaming platform that's as successful as that. So do you cut a multi-million dollar deal with Netflix to have <laughs> exclusive you know rights there? Because putting it on HBO Max isn't going to do it any good. At least right. I don't think so. And you and... There's no other like really huge streaming networks that aren't Hulu or Netflix or Disney Plus. Yeah. So DC really doesn't have the flexibility that Marvel has with having to with having a, their own platform to release something on. So I'm interested to see how this goes if movie theaters end up taking a end up not going back to normal because of COVID. Right. I think it just seems like DC's aim on this is just, it's all going to go to theaters. Like they're still pushing wonder woman as being in theaters. And like, like I said before, like ours just opened back up a week or two ago. And, you know, I pulled up their website. So I was like, I'll take a look. And like, they're showing a lot of old movies, obviously, because there isn't, there is very little new movies out that they can put in, but just looking at like our selection, they had, for instance, Jurassic park on there. And like those tickets were five bucks. But Jurassic Park is on Netflix. So, like, why would I pay $5 to go sit in a poorly ventilated room with other people when I can sit at home and watch it on Netflix? So it's going to be different when the bigger movies start coming out. Like when a Wonder Woman comes out in October, then I think you'll see more people willing to go to the theater. Um, But I just don't think DC has any other plans but to put it in theaters, which is fine. It'll probably still make a ton of money. Maybe not so much over in the U.S., but overseas, they definitely will. So they'll do okay. Yeah, and when those movies come out, it's going to be a matter of how are movie theaters supposed to handle the massive (laughs) influx that's going to come in with them. Because I know like fancy movie theaters and even movie theaters in Costa Rica, you can reserve seats online. Mm -hmm. But in a lot of smaller movie theaters here in America, that's not an option. Right. So... It's just something where, and I can't believe I'm saying this, but movie theaters seem to be behind the times <laughs> when it comes to my home country in Costa Rica. So mm-hmm. that's, it's an outrageous thought that just came to me just because that's something that would be very easy and would be an easy solution to uh, right. COVID with assigned seating and sitting separate and together, that kind of thing. I would think just going off of what I've seen as far as what our movie theater is doing. So the only movie there's two movies out right now that are new and the biggest one is unhinged which is the russell crowe movie and based off of like looking at the times that they have available it looks like they have it in at least four uh on four screens because they can afford to do that so i wouldn't be surprised since you have to you know you're cutting out a bunch of seating so that everybody stays separated 
I wouldn't be surprised if like when Wonder Woman comes out, like that's the only thing in the theater, right? Yeah. Or at least 95% of the screens, maybe they put one screen that isn't, but you could put six, seven screens as Wonder Woman and still get probably the same amount of people that you would have gotten on a normal release weekend, possibly. Yeah. yeah. But it's going to be interesting. I don't know if I'll be willing in October to go, but I do want to see Wonder Woman. So it'll be, it'll be an interesting idea. Yeah, I'll have to come in like a bubble boy suit <laughs> in order to get to the movie theaters, and I won't right. be able to sit down in the chair. I'm going to have to sit on those seats and be a bubble boy. That's a good callback <laughs> to a Jake Gyllenhaal movie. Yeah, it is. <laughs> uh, okay, As, that's all I had for the DC one. Was there anything else you saw? Nope. Um, okay. That's all I had. One of the things that I was going to roll into with the next generation mm-hmm. of console gaming is that the Xbox did get a release month. Yes. I know we're all trembling. We're all uh, <laughs> they we're, they blinked first. They gave a release month. Yes, and it was bec- and it was due to all of the news that came out with Halo Infinite and it being delayed. Mm-hmm. But the month, and I know everybody, hold on to your to your desk, <laughs> your headphones, or where you're sitting. Yep, it's coming out in November. Oh man, never saw it coming. <laughs> it's ridiculous and what we're now almost two it's months almost september no, three months yeah we're almost two months yeah from this coming on i should already have my pre-order paid off at this point yeah it's crazy and also it's kind of tying into that um we have the the rumors about an upgraded switch model coming yes um so what are you thinking 4k um, from, from the rumors I saw, I don't think we're going to get 4k, but they did say that we're probably going to get an improved screen. So 1080p. Yeah. Which yeah. that's, the, that's the major complaint everybody like really has with the switch is that they really wish the, um, the, the screen was a better resolution. I, in all honesty, I don't know, even know if I'm going to be able to tell the difference yeah. on that small of a screen, but a switch that runs more uh, is more powerful just in general. A switch that has better specs just in general is good for anybody who plays their switch a lot. And while I was on vacation, that's all I played mm-hmm. was my switch. So, uh, you know, anything with better components, larger battery or anything like that. And I will admit I am now, I am now f- uh, suffering from Joy-Con drift <laughs> where you're joining I, the party. Yeah, so it's it's just a matter of, you know, and now I got to go get new Joy-Cons and maybe I can suffer it out until the new uh yeah. until the new Switch comes out. It's interesting cuz obviously I my immediate thought was all right, 1080p screen, but I don't think they make the screen any bigger cuz I don't think anybody wants a bigger Switch, especially not if you're trying to hold it. It's already too big to hold. Um <laughs> <laughs> But yeah, I guess just faster, a little bit faster would be nice. Um but I don't know. I guess we wait and see on that one. Uh, and the last piece of news that I had, though, was just the the announcement that everybody already knew because it leaked. But Call of Duty Cold War. Yep. Um, I, like I said, everybody already knew that's what it was going to be called and they haven't released any gameplay. Um, but I, I did. It was interesting to me that they did come out and say that uh, Warzone is what they're doing going forward. So there isn't going to be a battle royale in um the new call of duty but that Warzone would change uh with whatever the new game that year was so i think we all kind of expected that but for them to actually come out and confirm that is pretty cool so i guess we wait and see what the multiplayer looks like and hopefully the single player is good because i really enjoy 
Call of Duty single player. So. Yeah, uh, I'm, I'm excited for Cold War. I'm going to get this Call of Duty like I do all of them. Mm-hmm. It's definitely going to be hard to uh, replicate what Modern Warfare just did. Right. Uh, I just hope that... Um, I know that this studio didn't have as much time to work on it just due to... And I know there's three rotating studios, mm-hmm. but I know one of the studios backed out with their game, so this so they had to speed up this game. So I'm interested to see what this game, how polished this game is going to be with the much faster development cycle that this that this uh, studio went through. Yeah. So I think uh, it's in. I think tomorrow there's supposed to be an actual trailer. So that Correct. would be yeah. Thursday, Wednesday. Um, so we'll see how it looks. I, I'm excited. I, I'm always down for a new single player. I don't think the multiplayer is going to be as important if they're keeping Warzone. So as long as it's competent, it's, I mean, it's going to sell regardless. But how long people stick with it is remains to be seen. Yeah, and that's going to be the most important part. You know, every yeah. game wants, to, wants your microtransactions and everything like that. So if yep. you... It'll be popular to begin with, that's without a doubt. But it's going to be a matter of whether or not it has the staying power that Modern Warfare, Warzone, and the and multiplayer had. Right. Yeah. But that's so all the news I had. What'd you have? Yeah, so there's just a couple of other uh, smaller ones. Mm-hmm. Uh, one, uh, EA gets sued over uh, FIFA Ultimate Team Packs again. <laughs> and it's one of those things where uh, every month I see a new news story come out with the FIFA Ultimate Team Packs. And I... And I know EA is listening to this uh, yes. because they because they always are, but you gotta like they have to understand that this wouldn't be such a problem if you didn't have to have worse gambling ratios than even most casinos, you know. And in order to pull the best soccer player like Cristiano Ronaldo or Lionel Messi, you know, it's it's all up to chance, and the chance is like point zero zero one percent of even yeah. getting that. And it's just a matter of, you know, you're, I, it's almost predatory taking advantage of kids like this, where kids want to play with their favorite player. Of course, an ultimate team, they want to have that. But the fact that, you know, you would have to play this game for over probably 600 hours in order to get the coins to buy a player like that, yeah. or to even, or, you know, have to beg your mother for a credit card so that you can buy ultimate team points to to do anything like that so it it just really sucks um that ea is just like oh well we make gajillions of dollars on this every year we're not going to change the ratios when you could probably make the ratios a bit more favorable and people would end up buying more packs because they're they publicly release okay here's how we're changing how you pull the big players so you know if if you would do that you may even end up making more money yeah. crazy yeah crazy how that works yeah <laughs> i don't think anything's going to change until they get like forced by the government to change it like yeah. they, they just don't care they're gonna they're making a ton of money especially on fifa uh all around the world that they're not going to change yeah um just another couple small things um oculus quest may be requiring facebook login soon uh the reason this was a big deal is because when facebook bought oculus the owner of oculus at the time said he was not go- they were going to try their best not to require a login facebook which a lot of times now apps want you to sign in through your google account or your facebook or something like that mm-hmm. so 
Oculus owners are getting angry because of the fact that it's now being like a retracted statement like, oh, you know, now you have to start logging in with your Facebook account, which, you know, in most daily life, you know, we need to find a way to not be looking at our social media feeds all the time and, you know, playing a bit more video games. So it just kind of sucks for any type of uh, Oculus person who didn't want to have Facebook integration. Agreed. Yeah. And other than that, you know, I just have Flight Simulator. Uh, all the reviews came out, and it's very popular. Um, I wish my computer uh, could run it. Yeah, so, <laughs> so could so could I. It would be a fun game to try to uh, to try to do. But a lot of people are taking advantage of how gorgeous the game looks and how Flight Simulator is not only a game for a lot of the casuals who just you know want to have a gorgeous flying game, but also how a lot of professionals are using this to train. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, uh, f- flight uh, flight attendants and flying pilots on smaller planes or larger ones. So it's cool. And it was even funny when I saw like a, I saw a picture of a meme when you're, uh, when it was somebody like crashing their plane into one of the houses in Flight Simulator. Mm-hmm. And it's like, you know, this is how you respond when you have beef with someone online. And it's just <laughs> someone sent them a picture of a plane crashing into, it's a horrible thing nonetheless but it is it is a tiny bit funny just because it's a game yeah and i mean obviously the first thing i would want to do is is see if i could find where i live right and just fly over it because they're using you know their uh programming that they're using enables you to pretty much fly anywhere you want um whether or not your actual house would be there is a different story but i guess it depends on how close to a city or how far away you live um, but for now, I'm kind of stuck until, you know, it releases for the Series X, I guess. Um, yeah. And then I'll actually be able to try it out. But the videos I've seen and the people playing it looks pretty cool. Um, you know, I saw the Twitch stream of two guys who flew from LAX to Dubai, which is like, a, I forget how many hours it was, like over 24 hours that they did the stream. Um, oh, wow. That was pretty cool. Um, and they cool. and they stream from inside an old air, uh, like a airplane cockpit in like a hangar. So it was pretty cool, but just <laughs> cool things coming from that game. And I'm glad it's, you know, everybody really likes it and it's working pretty well. Yeah. Other than that, that's all the news I have for this week. Mm-hmm. We'll go ahead and get to the games that we played. Mm-hmm. Um, I got a bunch <laughs> and, and I don't have that many surprisingly, <laughs> but I do have opinions like uh, season six of apex legends came out and I've been mm-hmm. playing way too much of that, like way too much of apex lately. <laughs> Um, I won't say much of, of it's, it has to be popular because the servers keep crashing. Yeah. So it's, uh, there's a lot of server issues that apex is having right now, but, um, I'm having fun with that. It's real good. I mean, they didn't, they don't change a whole lot, but like the new character's good. Rampart's really cool. Um, you know, I, I like just the way it looks. The color is really cool. Yeah, the the coloring I think is what's getting a lot of people in because mm-hmm. games like Warzone and uh, and all the other battle royale games, other than kind of Fortnite, really go for this super serious dark tone, right. which is what Apex was doing until this one came out. And it's bright and colorful, and it's like spray paint bombs and stuff like that. It's <laughs> it's fun. I'm enjoying it as well. Yep. Well, and then uh, PGA Tour 2K21. Yes, me too. So I've I I am liking this game and I'm trying to get other my other friends on PlayStation to get this game. Mm-hmm. Um 
one, the game looks really good. Um, yeah. Now that the Golf Club series has been acquired by 2K, they've been able to use that licensing to get real golf courses mm-hmm. in the game. And the and they all look drop-dead gorgeous. Uh, the, the player models on actual uh, golfers look pretty good too. The, there's a course creator in there. So not only, you know, if you get bored of all the courses that are on the game, you can make your own. Mm-hmm. And this game is a huge, heavy, like multiplayer aspect, which is why I'm trying to get people to join it because in the my player option, and I found this out the other day, you can invite people just to play on your my player, like story or career mode, and people can play with you. That's cool. And and I think that that would be a lot of fun. You know, you all of you create, um, you know, new golfers, and mm-hmm. every week you get you know a tournament done or something like that, and then you all go through and see how you do and that kind of thing. I think that'd be fun. Yeah. Um, the only problem I have with this game so far. And uh, it's because it's because I know it's trying to go for like a super simulation presentation style thing. But every hole, I don't need a replay of someone doing a miraculous shot. Like I've watched golf before there. Nobody not miraculous shots like in the game are made all that often in in real life. So I, I really do like the game, but yeah, that's the problem with it is every time I get done with a hole or get done with a stroke, it's, oh, let's go check out how this person's doing. Right. Oh, he sinked a 40-foot putt. Let's <laughs> go to the next hole. Somebody else is sinking a 40-foot putt. Right. That's, that's not how this. That's not how real golf works. <laughs> and if I could just skip it, it wouldn't be that big of a deal. Right. But in order to skip it, you have to get through the red graphic. You got to press the X button. You then got to hold the X button and then it goes back to the red graphic to your name and then you can swing. Yeah. So, I actually had that written down too. That's funny. <laughs> yeah. It's I, I love, I really like the game of golf. I, mm-hmm. I think it's a lot of fun and this game with its heavy multiplayer um, aspect to it, I think can do a lot of things right. And I think it can be a lot of fun, but all of the just replays and replays and replays is just so kind of, it gets really annoying. Yeah. I think too, like I didn't dig into the options, but hopefully there's a way to turn that off because I didn't notice at first, like when you first start your, your career, like I chose to start at the very bottom. So like the amateur tour and it, yeah. didn't, it didn't do that for me. I didn't get those replays until I made it to the PGA tour. And that's when I started mm-hmm. seeing them all the time. And it is like, it's probably like every two holes, I feel like it'll pop in and be like, oh, look, let's go check in on this. And I I know that's like a thing in like when you watch it on TV, but it's not that much. Yeah, um, it definitely is not that much. Like, it's And at the end of the day, it's probably an extra like if you skip through it 10 or 15 seconds. But like it adds up when like I just want to play and like let me get to the next hole. You know, like I, I don't even watch my own replays when I make a long putt or something. I don't care. Like, I just want to go to the next hole, but like the game itself, I know we, I think we had talked about before, like that when it was the people we found out the people who made the golf club, right. were making this Mm -hmm. game. I was a little hesitant because I did not like those games at all, but it felt good when I started this up that as soon as I started playing, I was like, oh, this feels like the old Tiger Woods games to me, Um, like the swing and being able to, when you line up your pot, hold the button and it'll give you a preview of where it's going to go. And then you can adjust it from there. Like all that stuff, I was felt right at home again. So that made me really excited. I was like, all right, they at least got the gameplay down to what majority of the people want from this type of game. 
And like, you don't have to give me much in a golf game. Like, let me create my character. Let me play from amateur up to pro. Let me get new gear. And that's all I need, really. And like, I'll play it for a while. So as of right now, like it's I really, really enjoy it. So if they can fix the replay thing or if it's an option that I can change, like this is a solid, solid buy for me. Yeah, and it's it's the same for me as a solid yeah. buy as well. Yeah. So uh, I will let you go ahead and start with the games because a lot of what I played during vacation was I beat Pokemon Shield again. Yeah. I played another playthrough of Fire Emblem on a different house. <laughs> so it was a lot of visiting old games okay. uh, for me just because the Switch also doesn't have that many games coming out. So, right. Yeah, I'll so, let you go ahead and take the All right. Lead. So I did um, get to play the Avengers beta. I'll start with that. Yes. And I was excited to be able to try it since I know you had tried it last time we had the podcast, you were talking about it. And I just played the opening, you know, sequence, which was from they showed that at E3 before. But uh, I I really, really like this game so far. And I didn't want to play more because I do want to play it when it comes out. So I didn't want to have to play through it again because I hate doing that. But uh, I think, it you know, it handles pretty well. Um, the voice actors doesn't doesn't really bother me that much um they do look kind of like cheap knockoffs of the avengers but that's just because we're used to the actual actors yeah um, but i think it all handled well playing as the hulk was fun um i i do think that probably thor is the most boring in my opinion to play um okay. i i enjoy playing as captain america he's more of like a combo based type fighting there um black widow was at least like that section is just kind of a lot of quick time events, which is what. Yeah. So I have to wait, reserve judgment until I play more with her. But um, yeah, like Captain America was cool. Iron Man was pretty cool. It was kind of like an on rail shooter there. Um, but yeah, it was just it just is solid fun. So I'm excited to play it when it comes out and see if they can keep up the fun the whole way through or if it just kind of dies off. But at least from the small section I played, it's enough for me to want to continue playing it, which is more than what most people are saying about it. So hopefully it does well. Um, if the multiplayer aspect is, or co-op is heavy in this game, hopefully the, you know, the fan base doesn't die off, but that's, I mean, it comes out next Friday, so that's pretty cool. Yeah. Yeah. Busy next Friday for us. <laughs> yeah. It, it's definitely going to be, we're going to have to find a way to split it. And not only that, I got a, like, I'll be, ha I'll be playing Madden this weekend and mm -hmm. having it, uh, having opinions on it for the podcast. So, uh, yeah. you know, I'm, I'm all sports apparently <laughs> now that that's back. It's that time of year with all the sports. Um, all right. Next, uh, I played Battletoads. Th that game came out and it was crazy to me that, you know, this was hyped up for how many years, right? We want a new Battletoads. Give us a new Battletoads. And then, it was just kind of like I got on, turned my Xbox on the one day, and I was like, hey, preload Battletoads because it's coming out soon. And I was like, oh, okay. Um, I will say that the game is quite a bit of fun. Um, I wasn't so sure about the art style. It kind of reminds me of like, kind of like a Cartoon Network. Oh, yeah, an yeah. old Nickelodeon yeah, show right, or something right. like that. Um, but it works. It works surprisingly well. Um, it, the, the gameplay is good. It handles well. You know, you have your three different guys, just like before you have your, you know, your heavy, your quicker guy, and then just your average. Um, you know, I think it can get a little repetitive. I haven't beaten it yet, but I'm pretty close. Uh, they have 
they kind of switch it up. You have your basic, you know, going from left to right, beating all the guys up, then fight a boss. You have your riding, riding your um, like hover jet skis, just like in the original game for Nintendo. They even have like some quick time uh, levels where like they get they had to get real jobs. So it was like mash A to put stamps on an envelope and then press this. And it was just like I thought that was kind of funny. Um, the humor is OK. Uh, it's about what I expected from this game. Uh, but I've been having a ton of fun with it. And it's just kind of surprising that like after all this hype, they just kind of it kind of felt like it came out of nowhere with not a whole lot of uh, force behind it. Right. Like I haven't really seen any advertisement for it. Um, and I know it's just on Game Pass. Like I don't even think there is a physical version of it, but it just kind of felt like they just threw it out there, which is kind of disappointing. Um, have you seen anything for it? Yeah, I watched a couple reviews for okay. it, um, but that was it. I know there wasn't a lot of money behind the marketing for this because I think Xbox sort of knew that the people who wanted Battletoads knew that it was coming out. Mm-hmm. So they probably really didn't need to try to sell it to a new audience. Right. Um, from what from what I've seen, the game looks real uh, like looks really good. That mm-hmm. cartoon style goes really well with it. I I know that some people are off put by how they made everything so cartoony. Yeah. Uh, in a way, because I know. One of the villains in the Battletoad games was like a you know a bombshell um, you know female villain, mm-hmm. and now she looks like a and now she looks like a cartoon, which I think that's just being really picky um, <laughs> yeah. about the whole thing. So I don't know why people get angry about that, but right. Uh, I I did see when I watched the review. Um, I did like I did like the mini games where it was them getting jobs, them yeah. being in the alternate universe and that kind of thing. It I never played the Battletoads when I was younger. That was a little bit past me, I think. Right. Uh, so I I know a lot of other people have a better connection to this series than I will. But uh, the game from a third person pers- uh, from like a non non favored group. Mm-hmm. of Battletoad person it it looks good and if and if it ends up that i fu- that my friends want to play that or something like that yeah. i'll probably download it yeah i like for me at first turning it on and you get like the opening you know cut scene or whatever like that cut scene when i'm watching i'm sitting there watching i'm like this could be something i was you know my kid was watching on cartoon network right now like the amount of effort that went into these cutscenes is a lot like there's a lot there um so you could tell that a lot of time and you know was put into this so hopefully a lot of people get to play it who want to play it like if you like that type of game it's just this classic beat em up um yeah. you should definitely check it out and again it's on game pass so you don't have to pay anything for it um uh, did you try hyperscape or not i did try hyperscape okay so um, what do you think <laughs> hyperscape is a little weird um Mm -hmm. i do like the verticality like the verticality of getting to jump really high and the the versatility and all of the abilities you can get whether it's magnet slam wall or mine and stuff like that i think is really cool or bounce even i saw but definitely my problem and i know we talked about it is the time to kill yeah um the fact that i can unload a clip into somebody and them be at half health is kind of <laughs> nuts to me early game. Yep. And I know that as you go on and you kill people, when you get the upgrades for your guns, they get more powerful and everything like that. But there were, I played two games and I finished top 15 in both of them, mm-hmm. but that's only because somebody would shoot me and I could run away. Right. Um, 
and then your health automatically recharges. You don't need syringes or anything like that or constantly have to replace your armor like in uh, Warzone. Yeah. So it was just a matter of battling to survive Yeah. for the most part. Hi- Hyperscape, I think, has a chance, and I really think I'll like it. I did like the whole opening cinematic when you yeah. first start up the game. I thought it really intrigued me. But the the time to kill is definitely like and it, it may be way too long for me is what it is, what it might be. Yeah, I so my opinion is that there's a lot there uh, that makes me think it, it could be a very good competitor to Warzone or Apex. But again, like the time to kill is the most important thing that they need to change. It's way too long right now. Um, if I, you know, like you said, if I put a whole clip into you and hit you with most of the bullets and then you can run away and your health regenerates, I think, too quickly. And then they can automatically just go and hide for 10 seconds and then come back with full health again. And you're just doing it all over again. Um, that needs to change. My worry is that by the time this all gets fixed, there's nobody who's going to be playing this game anymore. Yeah. Um, there, I played the day it officially came out on console and it was struggling to fill the lobby. I don't think it ever did. Um, and you just kind of sit in the lobby forever until it finally starts. And I don't know. I was just worried. I'm like, if this is day one and this stuff needs to be fixed, like everybody's going to go leave and go back to Apex or Call of Duty or Fortnite. Um, Like they're like the movement feels good. The sliding feels good. I like like the hacks that you can get. Uh, I think they're all pretty cool. The guns aren't terrible. There's some that are, you know, more favored than others because they do more damage like the like the Gatling gun is the one that most people use because it does a bunch yeah. of damage and it fires super quick. Um, I hope that it stays there and they fix it so I can go back to it. But the way it is right now, I just can't play it. Like, it's so frustrating. Like, when Apex first came out, I remember thinking this takes way too long to kill and they fixed it and it's great now. Like, it's fantastic. Um, this is just, I don't know. Like, it, I was just getting so irritated and frustrated <laughs> That I just, you know, if I see you and you don't see me and I just start shooting and hitting you and hitting you and you don't go down and then you can run and turn around and come back and kill me. I don't know. So (laughs) hopefully you can fix it and then it'll be a decent game because competition is always good in the battle royale thing. And there's always room for more. But time will tell. I just personally think that it's going to die off real quick and it's just going to not matter. So I haven't checked in like a week or so to see if people are still playing it. Uh, but I think for the most part, most people have just kind of gone back to whatever games they were playing. Yeah. Uh, and then I, last week, obviously we didn't record, but I did play deadly premonition too. And uh, let me tell you, that is a game. <laughs> uh, so I did play the first one uh, way back in the day and I did enjoy it. And when you start up this game, it's so weird and like the story is so out there that it was enough for me to be like, okay, I can get down with how weird and stupid this story is. Um, I'm interested enough to keep going. But then you actually play the game and the gameplay itself is so bad that I just couldn't do it. Like, I want to know what happens with this story, but I can't do it. It's absolutely (laughs) awful. Um, You know, there's a good... I think the first opening sequence is probably a good 15, 20 minutes. And 
for you're going like into this person's room to interview them. You're going to their apartment and I, it gives you control. And I was like, all right, I'm ready to go. I was like, I can't move what's going on. Why can't I move my character? And I realized that the only option I had was to hold up on the analog stick and it would move where it was wanted to. I had no control. It was just oh, kind of okay. like, so I was like, all right, this is weird. Um, and then you sit down and start talking to this guy and it goes on forever and ever and ever. And the only thing you can do is look at different things in his room and like ask him questions about it. I'm like, okay, I can get down with that. And that's whatever they're setting up the story. When you get to the actual gameplay, the main character, like he's, you know, he's talking to somebody else, but there's nobody there, which was weird to me. And I was like, this is weird. I have to know why he's holding his ear like he's talking into an earpiece but he's not, he doesn't have an earpiece and he's just talking and like, he's talking about the people who are right in front of them and like, they can hear him and they're like, why are you talking about me like that? But like the whole control is like, you first get there and you're in this hotel and your objectives pop up on the screen. And it was like, first objective was somebody's knocking on the door, go answer the door. I'm like, all right, let me walk over and answer the door. And it goes objective complete next, go down the stairs okay <laughs> like you don't need to hold my hand that much and it was just too much it was, the next one was go check the board on the bottom floor and i was like what are we doing that like what are these objectives but i think that there's a good story in there and it's just weird but man like the graphics look like playstation 2 they're so bad um the controls are terrible um the dialogue is laughably bad uh <laughs> I mean, I don't even know if this is going to be like the first one where it was so bad that it's like a cult hit. I don't think so. I think it's just a bad game, personally, um, which is a shame because I really wanted this to be a game that I was like, this game is so bad, you have to play it. But I can't even say that. Like, it's not even worth it. So it's a hard pass for me, and it makes me extremely sad to say that. But don't even bother. <laughs> yeah, I, I remember watching the reviews for this on IGN and then the comment, like they didn't give it a very re a, a good score, which was to be expected. Mm -hmm. And then all the people in the comments are like, oh, yes, just as it should be. Yeah, uh, a low score. So it's like, I, I don't I don't get it. But right. you know, to each their own. And yeah, gaming is an art and everybody sees different values and different things. Right. So it's and it I was can weird. get down like I can get down with a bad game. I've played plenty of them and I like a lot of them. But like, this is just it's not playable. <laughs> uh, and then the last thing I played was uh, new Super Lucky's Tales, I believe. Yeah. Um, I played the first one a little bit, but not very long. I played like the first couple levels and I was like, all right, this is interesting. Um, so the new one, I started it up and I just have to say that, like, I'm so hooked on this game and I don't know why it doesn't. <laughs> it doesn't make sense because at its heart, it's like a kid's game. Right. But I think it's. It has the feeling of me when I first played Spyro way back. In yeah. The day. Yeah. It's that's that, that type of game. And it's like it's done so well. Um, it's animated so well. Um, it's funny. It's just good. Like the levels aren't super long. So you can go in and 100 percent the level in like, you know, five to ten minutes and then go back to like the world screen, just like in Spyro. And it's just fantastic. So like I don't know if it'll stay. But like it's for me right now, it's in my top 10 for the year, which is wild. Uh, but I've just been having so much fun playing it. And I'm like the whole time I'm playing, I'm like, why do I like this so much? It doesn't make sense. Like this is for kids, but 
it's just something of bringing me back to playing Spyro as a kid on PlayStation. That I was like, this is great. And maybe it's just hitting at the right time. Because, you know, we had been talking about, like, I just want a good single player game right now. And maybe that's why I'm enjoying it so much. But, like, I cannot yeah. recommend this game enough to people. If you like Spyro, Crash Bandicoot, those type of games, I mean, you're going to absolutely love this game. So definitely check that out, too. And it's on Game Pass, so you can play it for free. Yeah, there's no uh, there's no need uh, right. to, to have to even buy that. And one thing I will say, and I did forget, mm-hmm. is I did started uh, playing Remnant from the Ashes, okay. uh, just based on uh, some uh, a friend of mine told me it's Dark Souls with guns. Mm-hmm. So I had I had to try it just because I like the Dark Souls series. Right. And right now, playing the game, I've been skipping all the story, which is my own fault because I just wanted to play <laughs> with my friends. Right. Um. I'm really surprised with how much fun I'm having with the shooting aspect of the game. You know, you have guns, you, um, you shoot these de- you know, these demon plant things mm-hmm. and you know, it's, it's a procedurally generated dungeon and world. So every time you go in, it's a little bit different. So I'm, I don't have enough, I haven't played enough of it to give a full opinion, but I'm, I'm liking the game. I'm surprised with how much I like dark souls with guns. Okay. I think I played, the beginning of it and i was like nope not for me <laughs> but i know a ton of people like it a lot so and it is i think it's probably because i was playing by myself as well and it was just kind of like eh. but i'm glad you're liking it it's definitely more up your alley than it is mine yeah i still have to give it a couple more shots uh, and mm-hmm. give it a couple more hours just because as i mentioned i didn't i i, I literally was mashing a to get through the story <laughs> And just so just so I can play with my friends. Right. Uh, and my my friends that I'm playing with are a bit over leveled than me. So when they came to join my world, it's very easy for them to just kill the monsters, which has been nice. I've been able to breeze through right. a lot of it while getting good loot. So, I've yes, so far, early impressions are it's fun. But, uh, you know, I've said this before on the podcast, you know, even the worst game can be fun with friends if you have yeah. the right friend group. So it's exactly. just a matter of, you know, it, it does this game have the merits to stand on its own? Yeah, it's true. But that's all I played this week, too. I think I got through all of it. So Yeah, and that's pretty much all I played of the uh, of this week as well. Uh, you know, we are going to have Madden for next week. And mm-hmm. in the following podcast, we're going to have more games than we probably have ever wanted to talk about. Yeah, we got uh, Avengers, NBA 2K, Tony Hawk. That's a lot of games in one day. Yeah, uh, and especially because I know you'll be playing Tony Hawk. I'll be mm-hmm. playing Avengers. Mm-hmm. And you're more of the NBA person than right. I am. Um, and like, and I'm going to be playing Madden. So I guess we'll see We'll see what all happens. But uh, I'm, I'm excited that we're finally hitting the new release game season. Yes. And we're going to be hitting the new console season, whether we know the price of this console or not. <laughs> At this point, they're not even going to have pre-orders. They're just going to be come get one. <laughs> yeah, they're just going to show up randomly, and you're going to have to just take a take a gamble as to whether or not you can get one. Yep. <laughs> All right. So, what did you watch in these two weeks, movie-wise? You had to watch so, something. I did. Well, I watched actually TV show, and I okay. actually just finished it just a minute ago before we got on the podcast. Okay. And it's an anime by Netflix called The Great Pretender. Okay. Now, um, in in this in this anime, there is uh, a Japanese guy and another another gentleman who can speak multiple languages. 
um, it's not really clear what his ethnicity is, but they are con, uh, they're con artists. So they, and the big deal here, and it's kind of, and it's kind of like a good overall story where these con artists, and it's a group of them are stealing from very bad, rich people and giving that money, you know, giving a portion to them, uh, to themselves, but also giving it, uh, giving it a portion to those who are affected by the, uh, by these, you know, uh, bad people in the world. And what's really nice is that in the first episode, they go to Los Angeles and within the first episode, there's a warning uh, that says everything here will be, uh, translated and spoken in English and Mm -hmm. translated to Japanese in, in the subtitles, which I thought was cool. It's much different from, uh, from a lot of the anime I've watched. And I think even as a non, I, I even think someone like, who's not really into anime like you are, I think would enjoy this. Okay. Um, it definitely gives me an oceans 12 oceans 13 feel, which I really liked those movies. Mm-hmm. And the anime is very smart as to how they go about, um, conning these very rich people into, you know, losing millions of dollars and giving it to them. And, uh, helping the people who are affected by those people okay interesting i might have to check it out yeah like what's what's nice and you don't have to watch the whole season to kind of get it but there are it's it they kind of treat it like case files where the first five episodes are a file of the los angeles uh connection and that guy then there's another uh series of episodes about a high state and i'm gonna call them heists Okay. A heist they do with Singapore and airplane racing. And then the other one is a heist where they're conning an art. Um, not sure. An art appraiser, I guess is, uh, I guess is what I'll call them. Okay. Um, but uh, it's, it's really good. I really recommend it. And the English voice acting is very good. You can watch this in dubbed <laughs> and, you know, and that's why I liked it because I was able to, you know, be on the internet while watching it or something like that. Right. So it's, um, it's a really good anime and you could definitely watch it in dubbed. I even recommend that you watch it and it's um, in the natural English speaking format. There's nothing better than watching a, a movie or TV show and half paying attention. It's great. <laughs> <laughs> um, I watched Project Power. Uh, and but... I've been meaning to watch that, but I okay. just didn't have time to. So I know like it's interesting because I watched it. And then I, the first thing I usually do after I watch a movie is I'll go and look at like what other people thought. And for the most part, people were kind of uh, bashing on this movie a little bit. And after I kind of did some digging, a lot of people were bashing the old guard as well. Like, so the last two Netflix movies and like you and I both like the old guard a lot. Yeah, um, I thought it was a great movie. So this one, uh, I really, really liked it. Um, basic premise is, you know, Jamie Foxx is there's a drug on the market. That's a pill that whenever you take it, you get a superpower. Um, for five minutes but the superpower is determined you know by your your body pretty much so um, it doesn't change every time you take a pill it's always the same one but there's also the chance that when you take this pill that you could just literally spontaneously combust Um, so that's the that's kind of the risk you take uh, when you first take it like i'm either going to have a superpower or i'm going to die so that's kind of what you have to decide there Um, there's a big you know the whole arcing story here is that the government is behind making this these pills because they want to, you know, kind of weaponize it and use it for military purposes. Um, 
but there's a lot going on with you know jamie fox and his daughter that if you haven't seen it i won't give it away because that's the whole point of the movie um but the most part like it's done really well all the superpowers kind of tie into superpowers in quotations that um animals have in the wild um so kind of like defense mechanisms and that kind of stuff but you have like somebody who turns into pretty much the human torch right he takes a pill and he just is just on fire he's in flames and that's cool yeah right yeah you have uh i'm trying to think you have somebody who uh doesn't feel pain you know or doesn't get hurt kind of like wolverine um there's some other ones where there's a guy who his bones um become extremely long and sharp so like he has bones that come out of his elbows and he uses them like uh, blades um so it's pretty cool the cgi in this is very very cool they make it look really nice um you can tell it was a big budget behind it and i think the story is is entertaining so again same thing with the old guard like i go into these movies it's an action movie that i don't expect to change my world but like for two hours if it entertains me then it's done its job and this did more than that um there's just a lot of cool fight sequences the story kept me engaged and i just had a good time so definitely check it out um it's on netflix and it's gonna stay on netflix right because it's theirs but uh (laughs) yeah don't don't necessarily look look at all the people saying that it's terrible and just ignore it definitely check it out if you like action movies if you like superhero movies then you're gonna enjoy it i promise um and then the other thing i watched is i started watching high score on netflix as well which I think kind of ties in well for our podcast because it's kind of like a documentary series about the, you know, the history of video games. So mm-hmm. very cool. Um, it's narrated by uh, the man who does the voice of Mario. So that was kind of nice. But, you know, the first episode dealt with Atari and, and all that kind of stuff and like the downfall of the crash of video games after the E.T. game that was made for Atari. It's just a lot of behind the scenes stuff that I didn't know. A lot of stories about you know, from the people who created this stuff themselves telling, you know, how exactly it happened. You get the whole story behind the E.T. game and why it was so bad. And, you know, basically they at the time an Atari game was supposed to take you a couple months to make. And they gave this guy, you know, I think it was like four or five weeks to make this game. So, yeah. um, But, yeah, it's just a very cool show. If you like video games, which I'm assuming if you're listening to this, you do. So again, check that out because I think it's very, very cool. It's always cool to see some video game related content out there in the wild for everybody to check out. But those are the only two things I watched this week. Yeah, one of the things I'll mention is I did want to watch that Jamie Foxx movie, and I like mm-hmm. Jamie Foxx as an actor. Yeah. I saw the I saw like the commercials for it, and then today when I went to go see what was on Netflix and finish watching The Great Pretender, I saw that it was on today. Mm-hmm. So I felt I, so I just didn't have time to, or else I would have had an opinion on the movie. But yeah. I'd expect that next week because I did want to watch it. Yeah, that's very cool. But other than that, I think that's going to be it for the High Sensitivity Gaming Podcast this week. Just under an hour, which I'm happy with. You know, we pretty much got right to the details. With Yeah, we got a lot in in a short amount of time. You know, uh, <laughs> nobody gives us the credit we deserve, Craig. You know, it's <laughs> right. just, we work so hard and it's just, yep. it's never enough. But uh, thank you guys for listening to the podcast. And we hope you continue to support it by sharing it with your friends and uh, listening every week. If you're interested, we do have a Twitter, Instagram, and Facebook. We are on Twitch, even though we don't stream very often. Um, We're slacking. Yes, uh, it's 
it's very it's very busy for us right now yep. uh, just in like work life and daily life and everything like that so when it's busy there we tend to be, we tend to want to relax when we get home instead of stream yeah don't um, don't let us fool you that we're not playing video games because we definitely are we're just not streaming <laughs> yeah and it my setup isn't very nice to me with how i want to stream because i only have my switch here with me when i'm playing apex mm -hmm. i could have streamed for like 12 hours yesterday playing apex uh <laughs> just over and over and over again and you guys would have gotten a laugh for how bad i am at the game occasionally <laughs> despite how much i play so um nevertheless again thank you guys for your uh, support throughout all this and you will see us next week and with that we'll see you next time see you later